0: They do have a timeout. Decide not to use it. curry. Wait on top. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from curry! With six minutes of a second remaining! And it's it caught! Drakes! sideline, Touchdown! Unbelievable! Vikings win it! Hello, and welcome back to For the Culture. The podcast where we discuss what's relevant and what's popping in the culture. My name is Michael Gervey.
1: My name is Isaac Gall. And I'm Seth Cohn, and it's good to be back.
0: Hey, welcome back, Seth. It's been a while.
1: Uh, Seth's first time on the revamped podcast. How are you feeling, Seth? I'm good. It's about time.
2: Been looking forward to this, yeah, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> It's definitely it about, about time. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> we're back. Before, um, we
1: all had to be in like the same setting to do the podcast, you know, because we only had our one mic, and we'd record off that one mic. So if Seth wasn't there, we, you know, Gerby and I could always find time to do it. But, you know, we didn't see Seth as often because he wasn't uh, at the same school as us. So it was kind of hard sometimes for Seth to get on the podcast regularly. But, you know, now that we got in quarantine, we've all got mics, including Seth. We're glad to have Seth
0: back in business Yeah That's just part of the revamp, you know
1: Yeah, Revamp, new Um, mics, new systems Everything
0: Yeah, and for those of you who um, If you didn't watch our last episode um, Definitely go watch it But it's a great one Um, But today, um, it's Tuesday And that means today is our sports um, Episode of the week Yes sir And uh, we have some great stuff in store We're also, again we mentioned it last episode But I'm going to mention it again we like to talk about whatever's popping, I said in the intro, whatever's relevant, so if something's interesting and we want to talk about it, we're gonna talk about it so
1: um yeah, so even though it's our sports episode, some stuff might be like loosely attached to sports in some episodes, and some stuff might just be not related to sports at all, you know, you never know with us but if it's
0: in, it should be interesting, hopefully yeah, you never regardless. know you know um I guess that's a good segue into um introducing our special guest for today um he's a great friend of all of ours a massive cardinals fan because he'll he'll talk a lot about the cardinals i thought i'd mention it now um and his name is mitchell margolis what's up guys what's up welcome to for the culture it's great to be here we are so glad <laughs> to have
1: you on the podcast man.
0: <laughs> yeah it's good to have you yeah, it's a long time um, coming <laughs> it's been in preparation for for years
3: years we has been it trying never to get this happen. together for so long yeah did I say blown. it would
2: never happen <laughs> it's about damn time
1: all right. <laughs> all, right. all right all right um i guess it's time to get into you know what we want to talk about right now for today which is you know the obvious quarantine and coronavirus uh that's, you know, halted the entire sports world and the entire world in general. But, you know, for today, we're going to talk about sports mainly. So, uh, yeah, um, coronavirus has stopped the NBA, the NHL, MLB, and pretty much every form of sports, both professional and amateur. If you aren't aware already. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we assume you're aware. Just gonna, for, for those who you know, may not be aware of everything going on in the sports world, just want to give you, you know, a brief uh, <laughs> detailing of everything going on. Um, Michael you want to give your thoughts on the entire situation
0: yeah I guess I'll, I'll start us off here and honestly this is it, it's kind of ruining my life it seems there's so many things this year <laughs> that I was looking I was looking forward to so many things this year um, sports related and not just in like the major sports leagues like obviously like 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 my personal life like there's a lot of, like I play sports you know, I'm not like a professional athlete. I, <laughs> I love watching sports. You know, I love watching the Raptors. You know, like any basketball yeah, I mean, in general, and like all NHL, like whatever. And those like for stop, me, like I start. was, I
3: started playing like fantasy basketball this year for like the first time ever. And like at the beginning of the year, we only put in like ten or fifteen dollars so that we would just care enough about it. Um, but then it got to the point where we were like so competitive into fantasy basketball that like it was getting like personal. Like people were like, oh, it was like <laughs> insane. Like we we were like. It was, like, the craziest, like, most competitive league ever. And, like, then when it got shut down, like, it, ugh. Like, the first... For the first time in so long, like... Like, I mean, I guess it started when the Raptors won the championship. But for the first time in so long, like, the NBA is, like, really competitive now. With, like, the Warriors, like... 100%. Guys moving and, like, LeBron moving and, like, all these different players and stuff. And, like, Kawhi leaving and, like... I don't know. All this stuff going on. And, like, the league was so exciting this year. Like, the playoffs were so open. And now, This was, like... like
2: this was the year ugh, for the NBA. Terrible. This was, like... Like, not for LeBron though Seth I don't know about <laughs> that it was looking pretty good but um, like for me as a LeBron fan it was just it was devastating like we just beat the Bucks and the Clippers on that me. weekend we're playing the best basketball <laughs> of the season by far and we're rolling and then to you end the me, season man. like one game later it's yeah it was it was heartbreaking and then for the NHL as well like it was just it was going to be an exciting season like it was just so unpredictable and yeah, none of us knew who we were gonna win. Exactly. Yeah, for our fantasy. Yeah, hockey. especially
3: with all like the Kobe, the Kobe stuff happening too, and like Ugh, all that stuff. 100%. Like people were like really like, w- like th- basketball was so important for like overcoming that and like people's grief and things like that. Like right after it happened, and like guys were doing like the twenty four second and eight second uh, shot clock violations and whatnot. Like I don't know, basketball kind of was the like the glue that kind of held everything together. It seems like. Mm-hmm. So, it's just, like, even, like, it's
0: just so much worse. Unified everyone, especially under, like, such a exactly. like, tragedy of, like, mm-hmm. Kobe passing. Yeah, but, Absolutely. you know,
1: obviously, this is the best thing for the world at this point. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, sure. but, yeah, it's what it's got to be. Um, Now, how would you guys feel about a possible return without spectators?
2: I mean, normally... Honestly, um, you I, go ahead, Michael. I don't know.
0: I, I think at this point, I just, I want to see... I want to see people play. Like, I don't care if there's people in the stands. I don't go to games. I don't go to basketball games. I don't go to NHL games. If I'm watching a game, it's on TV. So, like, I, I just want to see people play. Like, I want to see the NBA playoffs. I was looking forward to that so much. Like, like you guys said, this year's mm-hmm. super unpredictable teams um are finally a little more balanced. And oh, I was yeah. just so excited. And if they return tomorrow with no fans, I'd be, like, Out of my seat Yeah So
1: I talked um, I messaged uh, Anaheim Ducks player Josh Manson uh, Earlier And he gave me A response to this question (laughs) About spectators He said And I quote If we come back soon I'd prefer fans But obviously Safety measures Will need to be taken To ensure the well-being Of everyone And that Playing in an empty arena Would feel very eerie uh, and having passionate fans cheering loudly Plays a huge part in the fun of playing in the NHL And for other leagues like that So, you know, obviously for us We, uh, like, living in Winnipeg We There's not much, like, professional sports we can go to It's, like, it's the Jets Or it's the CFL with the Bombers Or stuff like that But, yeah. you know, for living For fans living in, like, New York Or something like that It's obviously, you know, it's a little different But, it's the worst for the players, in my opinion. So, the spectators mm-hmm. question really impacts the players. And I know that a lot of people... Like, I know LeBron... Seth, your precious LeBron has said, like, he doesn't want to play if there's no spectators.
0: Yeah, do well, you think players are going to... Uh, well, originally playing? he
3: said that, but I yeah. think he kind of, like, took he, like, tweeted something or, like, took that yeah, back I mean, or something like take that. And back. said, like, we're ready when they... Once it's safe, like, we're ready to play. In
2: this situation, like, before um leagues were stopped like the NBA and the NHL. Like the first I did not want the NBA or the NHL to even happen without fans. But then after they shut down and just looking at the situation and the pandemic as a whole, it's like I'll take sports regardless right now. And obviously mm-hmm. they gotta prioritize Absolutely. safety. And without fans it will affect the players, like no doubt about it. <laughs> like LeBron he feeds off the crowd. Um, Giannis, Steph Curry, every like they all feed off the crowd in some way, shape, or form. Every player, but to have sports return and to give people hope across the world, like that's all I want. I don't care if it's with or without fans. Like, now I honestly, just want the NBA to return and NHL
3: yeah honestly at this point like when i'm watching like the last dance documentary and like jordan does like a sick play like i'm i'm like cheering like (laughs) like legit like i'm like out of my seat like hyped like that's all the sports we're getting right now so like i mean i look forward to watching the last dance like one last dance every single time it comes out like i get so pumped
1: yeah sports is like the one thing that can like universally bring people together you know there's Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. ideally there's no not much politics involved it's just pure competitive spirit and fire and just watching you know watching greatness sometimes you know
3: and, and I mean we're all Canadian so coming off of like the biggest unified yeah, year of sports in Canada Canadian history yeah like to coming back to like no yeah. sports at all is just like ugh. and I mean Raptors stars. are pretty competitive I mean, this year too like they were like really competitive I mean
2: as much as like the NBA season it was a little unpredictable but what would have happened was Oh, that uh oh, here we uh, go we, we know the conference finals again. between the lakers and the clippers there was no surprise there i personally just think james harden would have taken his vacation in about may that's when he normally does it and then he <laughs> that's when he loses and then but Giannis, he normally takes his vacation in may but that's it would be probably delayed to like june unless celtics have something to say about it and then the lakers would have beat them in the finals but I mean, that's. I, I There was no way the only two teams I could see winning the championship were the Lakers and the Clippers. There was nobody else in my life. Like,
3: mind. Imagine, how pi- imagine how picture perfect it could have been if the Lakers would have won in light of, like, the Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Um, like, imagine that. It, like, it would have been great. It would just to be see. unbelievable for sports
1: it, it in would general. Be. Like,
3: all right. So, I mean, Seth I
1: don't this know,
2: is not a discussion. Like to into right now, but. And a yeah. Battle of LA, too. It was just like everyone was looking forward to that. And I just. I yeah. wish you could have no. seen it. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'll let Seth have his little LeBron moment for now. It's not an argument I'm going to start right now. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. But n- sports, we've only really talked about sports as of right now on a professional level. But let's talk about it on, yeah. on an amateur level as yeah. well. Um, Mitchell, so- you, you Michael, and I, the three of us were all on our uh, ba- varsity basketball team, about to go to our provincial tournaments, like, that week, I yeah. think, or the week after um uh, the week after yeah yeah Don't, i'm gonna cry I'm yeah about to cry i after. know that was, <laughs> that was heartbreaking when we got to practice and coach told us um you yeah you want to talk about absolutely. that a little
3: bit yeah so it's like especially um like difficult for me like as a senior because like this is my last year and like our the team has never lost a provincial title so like we were about to be the first team to four p even though i wasn't at the school for like a year or two like the team would have for like four but the crazy thing is that, like, the thing that I think about when I think of provincials is that, like, I've, like, been playing basketball since I was, like, six or seven years old. And, like, I'd go to camps. I'd, like, work really hard. And, like, I was, like, grinding for so long. And then when I think about, like, what was I grinding for? Like, what was the point of me practicing basketball? Like, like what like what game? Like, what was I practicing for? Like, a high school provincials. And, uh, like, the peak of high school provincials is, like, provincials in my senior year. Like, the final run at the championship. The one last dance, if you will and then all of a sudden like Mm. this happens and it's like all right now like i'm not gonna get that opportunity and like i'm not gonna play college ball or anything obviously so it's like that definitely is really difficult especially for like the team too because like i don't know michael and like isaac can attest to this but like Mm. earlier in the year like we were like good but um over the only like over the past few weeks at around the end of the season like our team really started clicking and having fun in practices and like all like It was, like, a different energy, like, yeah, we, like, at the beginning of the year, we really struggled, but, like, even if we, like, won games, like, I don't know, like, things at the end of the year just started clicking, and, like, we were all really hyped for for, for Provincials, because, like, we knew that we were gonna, um, like, we were the favorites going in, and we thought that we could take it for the fourth time.
1: Like, the energy was electric, and, and, like, we were all really starting to bond um, as a team. Oh, yeah, the last home game was crazy. The last home game. Insane. uh, The zone finals, the atmosphere was crazy, and... Oh, yeah. I was actually in
2: the crowd too, and I could just tell like that everyone was rooting for you guys. There was so much like passion in the stands, and uh, like you guys were just—I could see it on the court. You were clicking as a team. Like the bench was celebrating, and for me, like my hockey season just ended before, but there were lots of seasons that didn't. Just unfortunate because people practiced so hard for the games and they couldn't finish Mm -hmm. them out. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and like to add on like Mitchell, you were saying like. I was on the team with you and I've been on the team with you for a while, but yeah, I, like I'm in, I still have another year. So, and it's as much as it sucks that like I'm missing out on, on this year. Like I don't even, like, I can't even imagine what it would be like oh. to be like in your situation. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. like, you're right. Like this is like the moment you've been building up for like in exactly. your basketball, like career through school is provincials mm-hmm. in your grade 12 year. That's like the moment Exactly. And, like, just, and, like we have so a crazy bad. group of
3: guys, too. Like, we're a small yeah, school. Like, my grade is 23, 21 kids or whatever. And we're still, like, one of the top teams in our, like, league in the province. So, like, I don't know. It's it's cra- it's just crazy. Like, we have a special, like, age group. So, it's, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. Sure.
1: Um, this is my first year playing with you and, like, your entire grade. So, you know, I, I had never really been a part of those, like, three championships. Uh, this was going to be my first provincials and... Yeah, no, Gervey. It'll probably have been our last. Um, yeah, probably. Never never, I don't know. <laughs> hey, don't sleep on <laughs> your this, last time on making this. it to provincials. Yeah. Like, you guys
3: have a decent grade. Like, you have some good young guys, yeah. but it, it'd be tougher for sure.
1: Yeah. Um, but it would have just. It was just becoming like so fun, and the energy, like, and the team was really like bonding, as I have said before. And you know, I was really hyped when I got to that practice to like just get to provincials and. You know celebrate with the hopefully celebrate with the team after and you know continue to bond with those guys but obviously and you
3: know speaking of like speaking of like amateur sports honestly like i was thinking about this the other day like and like i'm I'm sure you guys all have like opinions on this too but like it's crazy how um like what's going on in the ncaa right now with like oh, guys yeah. who are just not who are just going right to the g league like great players
0: yeah
1: yeah that's um, insane like Yeah, and, like, March Madness, you know, we didn't even talk about that, like, Uh, (laughs) I mean, I look forward so much to March Madness every year, and, you know, especially, like, not even for the fans, but for the players, that, like, that's where, like, the scouts really are, like, all eyes are on them, and that's where it really shows if they can, like, lead a team, and if they can, you know, because they're playing the best of the best at that point.
0: Yeah, and, like, a lot of players, like, who go through, like, that system of, like, college basketball... Like, that's their only moment to show off who they are. Like, there's people who are probably in their fourth year of college, and that uh, March Madness is their time to show the world who they are, and that's, like, their chance to, like, break through and, like, you know, build a name for themselves. And there's players who don't get that opportunity anymore you know like it just got taken away from them
2: we're not talking yeah.
3: it's it's true. Just guys like it st- draft see. stocks go up so much higher during march madness like some guys yeah. just come out of
2: nowhere and yeah we're not even talking wow. to about like the top guys we're talking about like guys who like might not even get drafted and didn't have the chance yeah. to show like why mm-hmm. they would get drafted and adding on to what mitchell said about um some of the like guys skipping out on college like that's huge too and like the NCAA has to do something about it. They have to, like, find a way to even, like, pay the players or have, like, more incentives. Yeah, they just, because mm-hmm.
1: they just announced that, like, they're going to be, like, starting in a couple seasons, players can, like, monetize their likeness or something like that. Uh, or yeah, exactly.
3: And they're going to start doing that sooner than later. Like, I've, yeah. I've heard originally that it was going to be, like, over the next three, four years, like, they're going to, like, maybe 2024 they institute it. But, like, I've heard things that it's like, oh, in the 2021 season, they're going to start. Yeah,
1: yeah, well, I mean, they need to act fast because... They're, oh yeah, they're losing players. Um, oh yeah,
3: especially with uh, um Jalen Green yeah. committing to the G League. Like he is the number one recruit in that and, class. Like he's unbelievable. And even last year, with like, like he was RJ like, he's
2: crazy. Who also mellow? Yeah, yeah overseas. T- very true. Yeah.
3: And they're they're succeeding, and they they it was pretty good competition. And like they're both they could be like especially Mellow right now could be like a high like high draft pick like yeah because I mean like and he didn't even play in the NCAA.
1: Yeah, look at Luca like. He went. He didn't oh, play yeah. the NCAA. He went over to Europe, and you know clearly it benefited him. I mean, it was a Caring little different from
2: Luca just because he was like playing professional there since he was like what, like fifteen years old. I, yeah, for sure.
3: I just don't know how people can not like Luca. Like he's just one of the most likable players in the league, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, like I agree. you see him out there, he's like laughing. He's like a kid. Like he's like he's like a few years older than me. I mean, it's like crazy to see him, Seth and he's just playing around. Like he's just having fun. And yeah, I
1: feel like Seth, the thing that's seems like
2: a threat to LeBron, eh? no but I th- the thing about his yeah. game i feel like that people sleep on is playmaking and his vision like he is special Unreal basketball IQ, like his iq for the game is just it's special and people like don't realize that i don't think when they watch him
3: Mm-hmm. totally yeah, yeah. so he's a special guy
0: yeah and like going back to like the quarantine thing and like like i just want like what it like have you guys been keeping busy like i don't know what to do like sports was my life i have yeah, like nothing to was do now sports my entire life like i'm just legit, kinda playing like, i played sport i think i'd practice games like every single day of the week and now i'm just like at home all day and i don't yeah, know what to do
1: i've been grinding 2k uh binging shows yeah letter cannon, yeah. <laughs> great show
3: letter Kenny. oh yeah i haven't seen it it's also just uh, i just finished watching- uh oh, wait were you gonna say mitchell Outer Banks. That's I, just what I was finished.
2: gonna say. I just started watching it. Such a good <laughs> oh, yeah. show. That's good. Is that Such good? Such a good
0: show. People were telling me to watch that. Okay, it it's good. good. It's
3: a little it's a little overhyped, honestly. Um, the other day I was like scrolling through TikTok and eight posts in a row were about it, and that's when I was just like, Okay, this show is so overhyped. Like I was watching it like it's it's a good it's show. A good
0: show.
3: Um, but like I don't know. Like people honestly, I think people like when they talk about the show, they talk about the cast. (laughs) They don't really talk about the show. Like, people want to dress like John B. People, like, all the guys love Sarah Cameron and, like, uh, Key. Like, all these different characters. Like, people just talk about the cast mainly. Like, you never even really hear people talk about the plot.
0: (laughs) Yeah, honestly, I have no no idea. I know who's in it. I don't know what it's about. Yeah, I mean, it's a
3: pretty solid show. Like, it's a good quarantine show. But it's also, like... They're living a, they're having like a crazy summer, and it's like you're sitting at home watching them on this like beautiful beach and sh- and stuff. It's like, it's crazy. it's just like, damn, I wish I could have a summer like that. I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, not it's... necessarily like that. Like it's a little crazy in the show, but, still.
0: Yeah. Like. It's quarantine, man. It's just yeah. ruining our
1: lives. Um, yeah. Yeah, but otherwise. Mitchell... So should be
3: seg should be segue into the big topic of conversation. Yes,
1: we should. The big topic. So, <laughs> the big topic. Mitchell, you want to talk a little bit about this? Or should we? Should we introduce yeah, it
0: you, guys intri- you guys
1: can You guys
3: introduce it, and then I'll. uh so okay, I'll Start so, from the beginning.
0: So, uh, th- I'll give you my my view on it. So, I was just going through TikTok, right? Because that's that's what everyone does these days in quarantine. I mean, what else are you gonna do? Just be on TikTok. Exactly. And I, and I come across Mitchell's TikTok, uh, Jason underscore Levant. Hit him up with a follow. Um, Absolutely. And I see this. I see this post. And it was like, I guess you're, I don't know what you're doing. You were recreating like a music video or something. And, oh yeah. (laughs) And in the, and in the song, it, there's a lyric that says, um, I know when I text you girl, I, or I know when you text me girl, I don't always reply. And you used overtime Megan's like name or whatever. Like you text, she texted you and you're not replying. Yeah. And apparently there's like something going on now. So like, I I don't want to say anything more. Yeah, what's going on?
3: All right, so here's where the Megan story begins. <laughs> Get ready. So basically how it starts is um, I post a video of Megan uh, responding to me on her live stream because I got on really early and um, I like I, I don't know, I, I said, what's up? And she's like, yo, what's up? And she commented back, she like responded back to me on her live stream. So I post a video of that and say, tag overtime Megan. And she comments on that, um, like LMAO my voice. And I was pretty hyped. And then... Um, this guy named XX Khalil, if you guys know who that guy is, he was, uh, he's a guy on everyone's For You page that does, like, top 10 body counts for, like, different cartoon characters, and, like, he screams countless bodies with certain, uh, certain people. Um, and, like, yeah, so he's pretty popular on TikTok. He has, like, 800,000 followers or something. And he was doing a live stream and said, like, um, and said that he was on Omegle, and if you type in a certain code, maybe you'll land on him. So I landed on him, and it cut out, and I was really upset. So I posted a video saying, like, everyone tag him, like, I was on his stream, like, so we can, like, try again, and later that night, he did another Omega thing, and I got on again, and I told him about the fact that Megan commented on my video, and he's friends with Megan, so I told him, I'm gonna make a video asking Megan to play 2k, like, can you help me out, and he said yes, like, he's gonna let her know to, and he'll keep checking my account to find the video, like, he'll talk to Megan, and I posted the video, and she commented on it, um, she commented, I don't have my stuff with me, so I couldn't play 2k with her, um, but then, when I thought everything was over, like, okay, like, she didn't want to play 2K, like, she probably just wants me to buzz off, like, whatever, like, I don't care. Um, then, I post a video, the video that Michael was talking about, to the music video, I Spy. Um, and it's just a random video, like, and in the video, like, sure, there's that part where it's like, I know when you text me, I don't always reply, and it's <laughs> Megan. Um, and, like, I don't reply. And, like, I just thought that was, like, whatever, like, that was just funny, because Megan commented on my video, and, like, okay, like, who cares? only one person tagged Megan in this video, one person. Okay. Like I, I'm not over I'm overreacting. Like one person named Hannah, like commented on my videos, like just saying at overtime, Megan, the video wasn't even viral. It was like not even doing well. Nobody tagged Megan except this one girl. And all of a sudden I get, a, uh, I randomly get a notification. I was outside. Like I remember the moment it said, um, I do be getting left on red though. And then I get another notification about three minutes later saying "Overtime Megan duetted your video."
0: And like what? And it's it's honestly it seems to have escalated more. Uh, no, in a way.
3: <laughs> yeah. So basically, what's been happening? Like, okay. So first of all, once she posted that video, like other people kept like going to my account, um, and like, like people kept like getting forwarded to my account because they go- they went to like the original video. And that video is at, like, I don't know, like, 16,000 or something, which is good, like, for me, for a small account like me especially. But, like, the video that Megan duetted it's at over, like, 400,000 views, which is, like, crazy to me, like, still to, like, yeah. think about. But, um, so what happens, like, because I thought it was over, like, after the 2K thing, I was like, okay, whatever, like, I don't, she's not going to comment, like, whatever, like, it's done, whatever. And then I get the duet and I was, like, going crazy. And then, like, after that... Basically, what happened was like, like I I would like I commented on the video, like the duet video, and like I'm the top comment on it, and like people were commenting on her video, like imagine leaving overtime Megan on red, (laughs) I would like comment to them like sorry, (laughs) (laughs) and like Megan comment and then Megan would like like or reply to one of my comments like I, I don't know I was super hyped like that was a crazy day, but then like the craziest thing was like I don't know like people just start tagging overtime Megan in my videos now like even if I don't like. Tell
0: them to you know, yeah, and like there, like there seems to be this like collective kind of... goal of everyone to get her to Facetime you.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's basically the goal. Like, there, I posted a video and because I, I saw someone else do it, and it was like, why is every comment the same? And I sit, and, I sit there doing absolutely nothing, and the first comment was said, uh, "Overtime Megan Facetime this man," <laughs> <laughs> and right now, right now that video has like over 400 comments of people just saying, at overtime, Megan Facetime this man. And then at like 2 at 2 a.m., I get a response like from Megan. And it's a, it's just a comment from her saying, I'm here, am I late? <laughs> and I comment like, no, like whatever, let's FaceTime now. And I get no response. Dang. A minute later, a minute later, there's more. She, the, another video that I had posted was just like very, just a video had nothing to do with Megan. And she commented, uh, and then like people were just tagging her in it for no reason and then i then i comment on the video like yo why is everyone tagging megan i don't even tag her when i say that like i re- i literally wrote megan and she comments to my comment saying you started some
0: oh <laughs> oh my god <laughs>
3: yeah so you you guys can tell me your thoughts what so, you think like the
0: next move should be like <laughs> first off overtime megan if you're listening facetime this man what are you doing? What are you doing? Facetime, yeah. you <laughs> Face-time, doing? This, Face-time man. this man. Um, if you want, come on for the culture, and you can discuss with Mitch. Yeah. what's um, going on?
1: Instagram at FTC Podcast. Um, <laughs> definitely, you know, hit us up if you listen to this podcast. Uh, if you, by want the to way, my real name you- is Mitch, Jason. Not, Jason. not Jason. His my name real is, Jason. Jason. is Mitch. Okay, yes. hey, but <laughs> Jason. for real, this <laughs> tell is your side crazy. of the story on the podcast.
0: This is insane. Yeah, it is. You're crazy. like. Low. Key. It's, it's not like beef, but like, you guys have like a social like. It's like a thing, you know. Thing it's like a, it's going a on. Something's media. there. Like, yeah. This it's. Oh yeah. It's so funny because like, she's like pretty famous on TikTok. Like a million followers. That's a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the, I love that. Like that's crazy. This entire like, fan base that was created is like supporting you to like FaceTime her and they're like, tagging like. That's oh, crazy yeah. that they're tagging her in videos that you don't. She's not even mentioned. It's like nothing to do with her. Yeah.
3: Yo, know, one guy and I'm fully serious. I, I forget what the specific was, but one guy commented on my recent video. Um, he t- it was like a, a video that literally it was just like comment whatever you want and like respond to people. That's what I said, and people were just like commenting random stuff like I'm eating corn and just like stuff like that. And this one guy commented like at overtime Megan. It was like he was like comment or FaceTime this man and I will shave my head. What? No <laughs> way. It's it like crazy. I will take a raise I will take a one razor and take it along my entire head. Did if you, <laughs> you I- FaceTime? Did you either. respond? <laughs> crazy. No. <laughs> no, she didn't respond oh, to that video. Dude.
0: That dude <laughs> Yeah, I was what like is she what doing? The hell? I was like, okay. <laughs> if I was her I would do it, that's funny as heck. <laughs> <laughs> something else yeah. something like
3: that. But then it's the like- other day, like this, this was also something that that happened the other day, like, there's this random video of this guy saying, like, it was, like, a sad video about, like, I'm, like, getting over a breakup, and it was, like, do you ever just, like, try and get your mind off her and all these things, because she broke your heart and didn't love you back, like, some stuff like that, so I was the, I just tagged over time Megan in this random guy's video, like, I was the only one that tagged her, and she commented on the video and, like, responded to me saying, "Aw, <laughs> Dude,
0: that's crazy. It's, you never think that
3: people are going to respond when you do something like that, you know? And now that she's...
0: Megan's she's also, like, nice, so too. Like, she's, times. like,
2: she
3: responds to so many of her fans. Like, she's, like, really nice. And, like, yeah, she's one of those, like, That's creators awesome. that, like, doesn't let the fame get to their head and all that, you know? Yeah.
1: So, but don't worry. We
0: respond to all messages, DMs, you know? So. <laughs> <laughs> For, like, culture um, one. Okay, so, you, I mean, this is the ultimate question. Do you think your FaceTime, or like, is it going to happen?
3: Okay, so this is where I got the idea of the Facetime. So there's this other account on TikTok called Sim for Overtime Megan.
0: I've seen that account.
3: I've seen that. He like posts posts like Megan videos and like comments on her stuff, and she always likes his comments and like comments on like almost all of his videos. And there was a time where someone's like just like Facetime him, and she said okay, and they like had a a small DM exchange. And she FaceTimed him, and he was asleep and didn't respond.
1: No, And he's,
3: like, in the process of trying to get her to FaceTime again. And, like, <sighs> she still comments on his stuff. But, like, I don't really you know the details of the situation. Like, it. I couldn't speak on it. <laughs> of course. Big mistake. But regardless, like, that's where I got the idea. Because I, like, I didn't know if they had FaceTimed or not. I had just seen the post that it was, like, Megan DMing, saying, like, hey, like, I try- I'll try, i FaceTime you or whatever. And I was, like, okay, like, if, sh- if this is happening, like if she's, like, said that she's willing to, th- this one, like, I I gotta try, like, like, this, I have to try at least, and I don't know, like, I know that, like, at this point, it's, like, I don't, I'm not really making posts, like, specifically about Overtime Megan, because it's just, like, I don't know, like, yeah, my, I, like, my account isn't, like, dedicated to her or anything, it's, like, I'm still, like, trying to, like, make my own stuff, but, like, <laughs> I don't know, it's, still, like, people kind of tag her, or, like, if, if she sees it, whatever, but, like, um, I don't know, like, if i'll like post anything more like about it or how much further i'll go with it like i don't know it's kind of just like a game of cat and mouse Jeez. at this point
0: it's still she's pretty sick it's pretty you, sick yeah. that
3: like she's replying but like she's gonna try to but catch yeah, you that, when you're I don't sleeping
0: know. though she's yeah she's gonna be like i'll facetime her yeah like I, like
3: 5 a.m she comments like i have at 5 a.m she comments like hey i have a minute like could we facetime oh never mind like you're Dang. asleep
0: <laughs> overtime megan facetime him if you're listening for real facetime, FaceTime this man facetime this man or come on the podcast you guys could do oh, a
1: kind of. discussion on the podcast.
3: We'll make it happen. That is very BMS. true. You know, the craziest thing is that Flight reacts like reacted to a TikTok she made to his song. I saw. it. So she's on like Flight's YouTube, which is Whoa, crazy. That's
0: insane. Damn. Yeah. So Flight's that's,
3: like that's the sto- that's
0: the uh, beef.
3: That's the. It's the beef. I don't beef. know. Like I don't know. S- something eh, it's started. Like, like I. S- it started
0: something. It's not bad beef, but it's like beef, right? No, it's it's not
3: bad beef. It's just like, I don't know, like, I might have to make a diss track. Diss track's coming
0: out? Maybe?
3: (laughs) Nah. I don't know, like, it's like, it's cool. It's cool and all. I don't know, like, it's just, I don't know. My friends just call me simp so much, like, I don't know how much I can take it. (laughs) 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 I don't know, okay, there's people on both sides. Like, one, one side will be like, like, oh, simp. Like... And then other side will be like King. <laughs> it's like ranges. Obviously. Oh, we're on,
0: we're on Team King. I'm on Team uh, King. Team King. king. Yeah, you're so, on you. Team
3: King. Go for it. Um, it's it's pretty crazy. I mean, it's just such a coincidence, like how it happened. Like the duet was like crazy. Like that was the biggest coincidence. One person tagged her. Like I did not actually like mean that to be like. I don't know. Like the my videos that do the best are the ones that I like. I don't expect to do well, and like that random video, like getting duetted by megan was like insane yeah um like absolutely crazy
1: now you know we want to segue into like our final topic for right now um or for this episode which is the nfl draft um mitchell is as well as uh tiktok you know avid overtime megan fan (laughs) uh he's also an nfl cardinals fan big time um mitchell what did you think of the draft as a whole and uh the cardinals draft this year
3: all right, so draft as a whole, very stacked draft class this year. Yeah. Um, receiver-wise, absolutely. There's a tons of big names like CeeDee Lamb, Justin Jefferson, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, like all these guys. Like they're insane. Each one of these guys could become like a great receiver in the NFL. Um, quarterbacks-wise, also very deep. Um, obviously, you have Joe Burrow. You have guys like Justin Herbert. You have like guys in really late rounds that are like still very talented guys. Like, you have Tua two tu, who could be, like, a generational talent. Like, there's all these crazy guys. There's tons of big, like, defensive playmakers. Like, Okuda's, like, like unbelievable. You have, like, Isaiah Simmons, who I'll talk about in another sec. Oh but like, my God. I don't know. There's just... This is an absolutely stacked draft class. And, like, tons of teams came out with so many good players. Speaking of which, the Cardinals had an unbelievable draft class. So, they did. So, basically, like all off season people were expecting us to take CD Lamb. CD Lamb cuz Kyler Murray um, and CD Lamb were like a crazy duo in college together and like they obviously have that rapport together. Um but like I don't know, the Cardinals don't didn't really need a big receiver especially after we traded for the number one receiver in the NFL, DeAndre Hopkins and absolutely swiped the Texans. But yeah, it would still be interesting, but I don't know. We we need a lot of defensive players like we're losing a lot of guys. Some guys are getting older. We had a lot of injuries last year and we need like a defensive playmaker. So it got to the point where it's like, um I forget what his name is, like the defensive lineman who the Panthers took in the first Derek, round. Derek um, Brown? Derek Brown. Derek Brown, yeah. yeah. And he's really good, obviously. But um every every Cardinals, like Instagram account and like people that I talked to, like we were all like, Come on, like let's hope Isaiah Simmons drops to us, like this would be the craziest thing ever and um because he can play, like, every is, position. Like, his position like, every is position. Like, Yeah, exactly. So when we picked them, I was super hyped. And then in the next round, we got Josh Jones, who's, like, an unbelievable... Uh, I think he's an offensive lineman. Yeah, the fact that you got Josh Jones really, really good. and
1: he fell, I was so... Because oh, I'm yeah. a Seahawks fan, right? So we're in division. Oh, when I saw oh, the yeah. Cardinals got Simmons and then Jones and just have an incredible draft, I was saying, because our teams have the hardest division in football. Like, the NFC West. Oh, yeah by far and rams are losing the division this
3: year infinitely better and oh Oh, yeah so angry it's unreal that i i don't know how we fleeced deandre hopkins but somehow that worked
1: that was one of the worst trades i've ever seen
3: oh yeah i think we'll finish in the thirds i think we'll finish third in the division i think the rams are atrocious they also lost todd Gurley. people people forget too that Gurley's on the falcons but um like, the Rams, I think, are going to get last. But, like, because they introduced I that agree. new playoff spot, because you know how, like, Dallas made it, and they were, like, really bad, or, like, a bad record? And there were, like, other teams that had better records that couldn't make playoffs. Like, they have that extra spot. So the Cardinals have a legit chance, I think, for the wild card. But, yeah, I don't know. It, it all depends, because, like, keep in mind, the last two MVPs, Lamar Jackson and Mahomes, both got MVP in their second seasons. Both, like, were like really hyped talent and they were like they just kind of blew up in their second year so everyone's just kind of talking about like is Kyler gonna have that second year like if he does he also has the best receiver in the league and like a great offense like we have Chase Edmonds who's really underrated Kenyon Drake who put up like some of the top RB numbers at the end of the year drafted another good playmaker in Eno Benjamin like and DeAndre Hopkins like Christian Kirk a little bit older Larry Fitzgerald like I, th- I think he could do it he has the talent it's just up to him Mm-hmm. it's too early like Kyler's an unbelievable scrambler like he's kind of he's just kind of like he's a great deep thrower like super accurate he's like really quick like he's like but I don't know like there's a lot of stuff that comes into like going to a bad team in the NFL I think it's different with like it's interesting with like the only difference is the Lamar Jackson and Mahomes situation is that the Ravens and the chiefs have always been relatively good teams especially the chiefs like they were coming off of Alex Smith they had a great offense like like th- they were coming off a good yeah, year like Mahomes
1: was picked 10 yeah uh Ray- Lamar was picked 32 so they were going to like decent teams Murray was picked 1 so he was going yeah, to Yeah I mean like,
3: the the Cardinals the Cardinals well every team did but the Cardinals took Josh Rosen over Lamar Jackson It's crazy I know yeah. Seth you you called it a lot of people I know people did too but like I remember you telling me very early on that Lamar Jackson is the best quarterback in that draft, and I didn't even believe. I
2: it. I mean, that was a little bit of like the fan side kicking in with me, but, I mean, I just I saw it in Louisville, like oh yeah, I was watching his highlights and Michael He's so Vick. Good. He just there's something else with him that's just like his running ability is one of a kind. Like people compare him to Vick, I think it's he, unreal is it should be in his own class when it comes to running ability and his accuracy is underrated. Like he flings that football really, really oh, well. Oh yeah.
3: I remember his first breakout game where he tossed like two touchdowns, to like Marquise Brown or something. And he had like three, it was like three touchdown game. And like, I, I just remember like his, I, it was, it was one of his first games or yeah, something. Where he like didn't run for anything. Dolphins, I think he like didn't run at all. Right. He just threw, like he didn't run at all. He just like threw the whole game and like had like a perfect passer rating or something. And that like shut everyone up. Yeah,
1: yeah. like, I I saw him in college, the way he could run and pass the football. It was, like, unmatched in college, and he won the Heisman for it. And, you know, he was two-time ACC Player of the Year, which I was like, okay, you know, that makes sense. Like, he's got the stats to back it up. But I just, even though we'd seen Vic and stuff like that, I didn't think his style would be able to, like, transfer so seamlessly to the NFL like he did. And it was insane the way he blew up in his second season and just became a top three quarterback in the NFL
3: it's unreal oh the thing is that like the past two years the Heisman has been the first overall pick like with uh or three years because oh yeah because Baker and Kyler and now Burrow um but it's like Lamar Jackson was a Heisman winner and he went 33rd overall which is insane and it's because I think there's just that like stigma against like small quarterbacks who can move like that And they just didn't think it would translate well. But now, I think because of Lamar Jackson, like, athletic quarterbacks like that, like, I mean, he's a generational once-in-a-life, like, once-in-a-blue-moon talent. Like, he's crazy. But eventually, a guy like that will come around again. And I think teams are going to, like, take a second look now after what they've seen. Like, because guys, I don't know, lots of teams, like the classic quarterback who can throw, but, like, can also kind of move their feet a bit. I mean, the Cardinals, I think, are the closest team to taking a risk like that. Because with the first pick, taking Kyler, like, he's a great player. But he's really short, like he's a small guy. Yeah, like the person, the quarterback who kind of changed the mold for
1: that was the Seahawks quarterback Russell yeah. Wilson. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Definitely. Because teams before that didn't want to take chances on like,
2: Agreed. on like
1: smaller quarterbacks who you know were quick on like quick with their feet and good on the run and good at scrambling. Like obviously those were good qualities, but the short aspect was really something that teams were wary
3: of. Because he. But when see teams the saw like line. Russell
1: Wilson. When like yeah, when Russell Wilson like he's never really had a great O line, but it's just gotten worse and worse. Oh yeah. Um, there's finally upside this year with uh, Damian Lewis, um, B.J. Finney, and like Brandon Shell and stuff like that. There's upside now, but it's been terrible the past few years. And Wilson has been able to lead his team to two uh, Super Bowl games, win one Super Bowl. Um, I actually have a lot and of respect keep for Russell. that team. Yeah, and keep that team uh, relevant and doing well while losing, like, Sherman, Chancellor, Thomas, and everyone like that. Oh, Um, yeah. It made teams take a second look, and now players Mm -hmm. like Kyler Murray are being looked at like that and, you know, taken first overall. So, you know, Russell wasn't really, like, changed the mold of, like, the ideal quarterback in that sense.
2: Yeah. Totally. And I'm just going to add something else to that, too. Okay, going back, first of all, to Lamar, like... He's unbelievable. He's like a one of a kind talent. But you also got to look at the system built around him. I mean, Baltimore did it absolutely like perfectly. They built a system exactly for Lamar. It's built for RPOs. running back and Ingram. Yeah, with three tight end sets. Like he, they just did it exactly how you should for Lamar. And then going back to Wilson too. Like Wilson at the beginning of his of his career in goal, you can attest this too as a Seahawks fan. He was more of a game manager yeah and he went from a game manager to now one of the best quarterbacks in the nfl i think he's top two i, I think he's better than lamar a little bit like he's that guy now so it just shows uh, how you can develop a guy like that i don't know yeah. it's just
3: now because lamar didn't have any receiver like didn't have a lot of receiver talent this year like marquise brown was also a yeah. rookie was he not yeah he was a rookie as well yeah you know, like all these and they had mark
1: andrews who was a good tight end yeah but exactly i mean they didn't have much they didn't have
3: much around yeah, them yeah, at the all I mean I, I don't know the Ravens have always been a team that had like a good O-line good defense like they've always had that they just need the offensive playmaker like Flacco used to be that and they were they were great and they won a Super Bowl
1: yeah, yeah um I think both quarterbacks like as far as like Lamar and Wilson are definitely around the same tier right now now it's up to see if we know Wilson can prove that year in and year out and now it's time to see if Lamar can keep that up you know Agreed. I'm sure Agreed. he can but you know I guess we'll just have to wait and see um but now as far as the draft goes up. as far as the far as draft goes um who do you think let's talk about some of the best and worst drafts in uh this draft Packers um Seth <laughs> yeah me Seth do okay. you want to have a crack um, at this first before I go into the Packers
2: <laughs> okay well I think I think there's for me there's three key teams who won this draft now I don't know as much about the later rounds for the earlier rounds, okay. Number one, my Vikings. One like we were one of the winners in the draft because they got Justin Jefferson, who I think is better than Rieger. I think I disagree. Rieger is a hit or miss prospect, and I think Justin Jefferson is one of the most consistent uh receivers in the draft. Rieger, did, Rieger did just really didn't well. have
1: like the Rieger didn't have the quarterback talent. His quarterbacks at TCU terrible. Uh like, I'm sorry, they just he didn't have the talent there. And Jefferson was playing he was at L S U, right? He was playing with uh Burrow. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, so I think that um Rieger in the right system would be I think he could be a top two to three receiver in this class in the right system. Yeah. But unfortunately, um I don't like where he was drafted to the Eagles. I like him with Jalen Hurts, but as long as Wentz is still there. I don't know about Rieger, but I, yeah, think, Wentz, I anyway, think Wentz I think Wentz is great very un-
3: I also think Wentz is very underrated. I think it's just in- yeah. injuries. I agree. He was having an MVP um, caliber year and then he got injured.
1: I just I don't think his uh style fits Rieger's very well. Like I don't think they're a perfect fit. I think Rieger would do better with like a, a Kyler or a Wilson or a Jackson type quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I think but, Jefferson's still a great pick, and I think the v- okay. Vikings had an incredible draft.
2: I agree. To continue on, okay, and also Jeff Gladney. I really like him yeah, as well. Great pick. He's a very good corner. And then my other two winners, obviously, Mitch Mitchell addressed the Cardinals, no doubt about it. Isaiah Simmons can play every single position. He ran, what, like a 4-4 as a linebacker corner. Like, he can just do everything. It's He's a physical freak, and you just if you have a guy like that you just you can't pass him up really at that spot absolutely yeah and then my third winner like i don't want to say it but i'm gonna say it it has to be the cowboys they got the best receiver in the draft at 17 like maybe there's no doubt about it no like he's better than judy in my opinion okay what do you
3: guys think about the fact that uh henry ruggs was the first receiver taken because
1: I oh. think that
0: was a highly underrated. Yeah, I, under- that I think that was a
3: fantastic pick. Still, like I think that was a re- like underrated um,
1: pick. Um, it was to the Raiders, right? Yeah. 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 So I think I, that I was, like it. I like. I think it was a good pick. Um, I think Judy would have been the right fit for the Raiders, in my opinion. Um, but I just, just think because imagine of, like, you style style have a, a guy frame. who can
3: play like Tyreek Hill. Like imagine having a, a player like that, you know.
2: But is like we've seen speedsters just like not pan out. Like I mean, I guess Rugs has a better road tree than those. Like. Think about, like, McCole Hardman. Like, yeah. he's a, he's as fast as Ruggs. But, I mean, there's a reason why Ruggs was, like, projected to go first round. Like, he has the upside of a Tyreek Hill. Yeah. So, I yeah. get that pick. For
1: sure. Um, Yeah, I would have liked to see Judy go there to the Raiders. But, I still think Ruggs is a top three to four uh, receiver in draft, obviously. um, So, you know, picking him over Judy was no, like, it was no shocker. No, like, nothing that needed, like, an exclamation or, like, uh, like an an explanation or anything like that. Um, I thought the pick of Brandon Ayuk so early to the Niners, uh, at, at I believe twenty six or something like that, was a very interesting pick when you had people like Mims and I think Higgins was still on the board. Wasn't
2: uh because they, they could they were at thirteen or fourteen they could have yeah, had like one of they the could have Judy in the and draft. the yeah, thing Jay the Niners needs him.
1: the Niners need a receiver like that like. Oh, yeah. The only reason I can think of that they didn't want to draft one that early is... Well, they traded away uh, they traded away Buckner, right? Yep. Um, yeah. So they needed a replacement back. for him. So that made sense. Because, I mean, he's just like... He looks like he's going to be a great player, the one they drafted. And he's just much less expensive than Buckner would have been. Um, but also um maybe they don't believe in garoppolo to be like they want to yeah. go more run oriented so they didn't want to pick a receiver that early if they don't believe in garoppolo's throwing ability they, like that their
2: team has like a defensive identity oh yeah Swar, totally. too, i think
1: absolutely um so yeah the, i think the vikings and cowboys definitely had winning drafts like some of the best i also think the jaguars they had an incredible draft yeah um yeah, like, there were a few teams like that, like the Vikings, Jaguars, and stuff, who had great drafts. But now, I want to talk about some of the worst drafts in no doubt uh, about it. We this know, draft. We all know, we we know, all know who, who had the worst draft in the draft. The Green Bay Packers. And it Absolutely. brings me so much joy to say this as a Seahawks fan. <laughs> I know it brings Seth Joy as a Vikings fan.
2: Absolutely does.
1: It gives me... It brings me so much joy. Um, I want to talk about this. So, Jordan Love... I understand the pick. That's what I want to say. I understand picking him because, in my opinion, that means that Rogers in two to three years, on the way out, um, because I'd heard that they had to talk about his legacy, uh, Rogers and the organization. They'd had to talk about like his future and his legacy with the team, and then they go out and pick Jordan Love and don't get don't pick any wide receivers when that's like the one wow. thing everybody knows they need. Everybody knows they need wide receiver and they go out and don't pick one. I think that's sending a clear message to Rodgers that they want to Brett Favre him. And by that what I mean is they want to pick a quarterback, you know, late first round and have another, you know, all-time great quarterback, Rodgers, develop Jordan love into, you know, the next Rodgers just as Favre did to Rodgers um way back when. Mm-hmm. Uh I feel that That's definitely what Green Bay was trying to do there. As for picking a running back second round, I think that the Packers know that Aaron Jones likely will not be back after this upcoming season. And I think they know that's due to the free agent class that he is a part of for the Green Bay Packers. Um, That's a part of their DT. Their starting DT, Kenny Clark. Their starting left tackle, David Bakhtiari, who's one of the best in the league. So that one shoe has to drop there and i think that shoe is going to be aaron jones and i think the packers also know that so that's probably why they drafted a running back here i still don't like the pick this early because you could get some either qual decent quality running backs in uh in the later rounds and also you'll have you'll likely have jamal williams back too or you know you draft one next draft and use this pick on something more valuable for like right now or even sign one next offseason. I'm pretty sure it's a pretty loaded class next offseason of uh, free agent running backs. So I really don't like this pick. Yeah. Um, And then as for the third round pick, the tight end, it makes sense. They don't have a good tight end. Their starting tight end right now is Jace Sternberger, who has not proven anything so far, uh, has shown no indications oh, no. of him being good. Um, so, yeah, I don't. I understand the pick a tight end. I just don't think it was a smart one at that point. Uh, but I don't think their general manager is stupid. I think his name is Gutekinst. Uh I don't think he is that stupid. Like, he, you got to be somewhat stupid to draft the way he does sometimes. But I don't think he's that stupid. I think this was intentional. Not drafting wide receiver. You know, everyone and their moms knew they had to draft the wide receiver that draft. And they didn't. And I think that was to send a message to... Aaron Rodgers that listen Aaron we're going to keep you for these two to three years we love you we want you to mentor Jordan Love for us we want you you know to win win some more you know, we want you to hopefully win us a Super Bowl in these two to three years but after that we're going to move on to the future it's just like when we moved on from Favre f- to you right? we want to move on to the future and we're going to move to Jordan Love and I think in two to three years Rodgers is going to Either walk or retire or something. But I think Rodgers is no longer going to be part of that franchise. And I think after that, unless Jordan Love proves me wrong and goes on to be a very good quarterback that can lead the Packers for another 10 years, the Packers are going to be on a serious decline. And they've been relatively good since around 2010, maybe a little bit earlier. Um, But yeah, I think we're going to see a serious decline starting once Rodgers leaves over those next five to seven years. Um, and I mean a serious decline, like very much out of the playoffs. Um, we've seen somewhat of a decline already because after this, se- before this season, when they were, in my opinion, one of the worst 13-3 teams in modern history yeah, in the NFL, thought. um, the two seasons before that, they were below 500. And I know for one of those seasons, Rogers was injured for most of the season. The other season, he was there for pretty much the entire season and they went 6-9-1, and one. One missed Stan Carlson kick away from being six and ten. Double digit losses for a supposed <laughs> all time great quarterback. That's painful to watch. That either means he's not as great as you think, or that he's on a serious decline. And I think the Packers understand this, and that's probably why they didn't draft any offensive weapons for Rodgers right now, because they know that they're not they're not planning on, you know, building around Rogers for like the next five to ten years. They're waiting for Jordan Love if he hopefully pans out for them um but yeah i think that this is the beginning of a large packers plummet i think they're going to continue to plummet downhill over the next five to seven years
3: um like i don't know it's just like that was just such a crazy move to see like they needed a, they absolutely need a receiver like Devonte adams was getting smothered and he's injured he dealt through a lot of injuries last year and we saw that like what happened once he was injured like no one could step up. Like Marquez Valdez, Scanling, Geronimo Allison, like those guys also were dealing through injuries, like it's just crazy. Um
1: crazy. Yeah, so nobody else had like a terrible, terrible draft that like I wanna necessarily point out besides the Packers. Um I'll talk about the Seahawks draft for a little bit and then you know, we can kinda wrap it up. Um so as for the Seahawks, they had a very their draft, when I first looked at it, didn't look good um, it looked like, like, they took Jordan Brooks, and I hadn't been doing as much research into, like, Brooks, and in the second round, they picked Daryl Taylor, so I was like, who are these people, who are they picking, like, they picked Jordan Brooks and Daryl Taylor when people like Epinesa and Gross Matos were still on the board, um, very good edge rushers instead of Daryl Taylor, Daryl Taylor, but, you know, when I went back to look at it, and I did, I did a lot of research because I didn't know anything about these picks They look like very solid underrated picks um, I've heard that if the Seahawks didn't take Brooks at 27 The Lions were planning on trading up to get him at 28 Or he was being planned Or the, people were going to pick him a few picks later So I was very okay with that pick He is a tackling machine And people think he's going to be the next uh, Bobby Wagner Which, you know, if we could get another Bobby Wagner uh, With him, you know if we can get one with him like on the way out and then we get one on the way in uh he's not all the way on the way out obviously he's still he's still got a few good years left in him i believe but you know if we could just like rotate that and have a good replacement for him or just another addition to him and you could run wagner and brooks i'd be so happy with that like he's a he's a tackling beast um and then daryl taylor uh, he's a very solid uh run stuffer, uh edge rusher. Or no, sorry, not run stuffer. Pass, oh, I can't speak right now. He's very good at disrupting the pass uh from the edge. So you know I'm very solid I'm very good with that pick. Uh, hope it turns out. And then Damian Lewis in the third round. Uh, many people say he's the best guard in the draft. Uh, he started at LSU and he helped uh Joe Burrow out like tremendously, and. I was reading he didn't miss an assignment. He, he re- had so many assignments when he was playing teams like Alabama and stuff like that, and he didn't miss a single assignment, so I think he's gonna he's gonna come in and start right away and I think he's gonna be really good uh, really good pick in the third round. Um, I don't need to talk so much about like our later round picks. We got some solid ones in DJ Dallas, Steven Sullivan, uh, Robinson, Parkinson, stuff like that um but yeah i think the seahawks had a very underrated draft i saw a lot of people like i have a friend named jacob who just likes to hate on the seahawks and vikings whenever he can and he's saying this is terrible this is terrible without even like doing his research or like actually knowing anything about the draft so that's kind of annoying to hear but you know i think it's gonna be a very underrated draft um yeah anything else about the draft you guys want to add
2: Yes, I do want to add something. So I was gonna say something, but I had some technical difficulties about Jordan Love. So I did do some research on him, watched his film a little bit, and I found out. Well, he's obviously like off the charts. He's a very talented, um, has great arm strength, but his decision making like isn't just bad; it is horrible. Like it is. People want to say he's patrick mahomes or he's gonna be patrick mahomes he has got so much work to do like some of the throws he was making were just absolutely horrible i'm just gonna put it that way but there's no question he can turn to a prospect but right now if you're the green bay packers why would you do that aaron Rodgers, we hate him but let's be honest he's at like at worst a top 10 quarterback at best i think he's top five to be honest you got to surround him with the right weapons, which they did not do. And I also think another loser in this draft was the Bears. I think they have, like, what was it, like, 10 tight ends on their roster or something ridiculous. And they drafted, like, Cole Komet, who's another tight end, to like, I don't know, isn't even that good regardless. So they also lost, and that means the NFC North just got that much more weaker, and I think it's the Vikings. I think they should be the favorite. I agree. All yeah. right,
1: um, that was a great episode all around. Every segment was really engaging and interesting, in my opinion. So I think that's a great place to wrap it up. Um, Mitchell, we want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast Absolutely. and talking about. Yeah, thank you. For everything on. from you know the coronavirus and sports, it, and the draft, Mitchell. and your whole thing with overtime, Megan. That was very interesting to hear. We from hope your it works out. We hope um, it works out. We hope the we hope you get the Facetime call <laughs> that you a, deserve <laughs> and. Megan, if you're still listening at this point, um, if you chose to tune in for your say- for the part that was about you,
0: Megan, what are you doing? Um, not only
1: Facetime this man, but you know what? You guys can come on here and talk on on
0: the podcast. You could give your
1: side of the story, as we said before. So
0: you could, yeah, you could Facetime me if you want. Like, do it. You know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. So yeah. Once again, thank you, Mitchell, for being on the podcast. Absolutely. All right, and um to wrap it up this is another this has been another episode of for the culture we hope you enjoyed um subscribe yep. and follow the podcast account on instagram ftc.podcast to know when we post more Check it out podcasts we're posting every tuesday and saturday um and on that note i'm isaac gall
0: i'm michael gerby
2: i'm seth Cohn,
0: and we are for the for culture, the culture. Thank you.